Chapter 7, Part 1 of The General History of the Pirates, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Suzanne Houghton. The General History of the Pirates, Volume 1, by Charles Johnson. Chapter 7, Part 1. Chapter 7 of Captain John Rackham and His Crew. This John Rackham, as has been mentioned in the last chapter, was quartermaster to Vane's company till they were divided, and Vane turned out for refusing to board and fight the French man of war. Then Rackham was voted captain of that division that remained in the brigantine. The 24th of November, 1718, was the first day of his command, and his first cruise was among the Caribbee Islands, where he took and plundered several vessels. We have already taken notice that when Captain Woods Rogers went to the island of Providence with the king's pardon to such as should surrender, this brigantine, which Rackham now commanded, made its escape through another passage, bidding defiance to mercy. To windward of Jamaica, a Madeira man fell into the pirate's way, which they detained two or three days till they had made their market out of her, and then gave her back to the master, and permitted one Hosea Tisdall, a tavern-keeper at Jamaica, who had been picked up in one of their prizes, to depart in her, she being then bound for that island. After this cruise they went into a small island and cleaned, and spent their Christmas ashore drinking and carousing as long as they had any liquor left and then went to sea again for more, where they succeeded but too well, though they took no extraordinary prize for above two months, except a ship laden with thieves from Newgate, bound for the plantations, which in a few days was retaken with all her cargo by an English man-of-war. Rackham stood off toward the island of Bermudas, and took a ship bound to England from Carolina, and a small pink from New England, and brought them to the Bahama Islands, where with the pitch, tar, and stores they cleaned again and refitted their own vessel, but staying too long in that neighborhood, Captain Rogers, who was governor of Providence, hearing of these ships being taken, sent out a sloop well manned and armed, which retook both the prizes, and in the meanwhile the pirate had the good fortune to escape. From hence they sailed to the back of Cuba, where Rackham kept a little kind of a family, at which place they stayed a considerable time, living ashore with their Delilahs till their money and provision were expended and then they concluded it time to look out. They repaired to their vessel, and was making ready to put sea, when a guarda del costa came in, with a small English sloop, which she had taken as an interloper on the coast. The Spanish guard ship attacked the pirate, but Rackham being close in behind a little island, she could do but little execution where she lay. Therefore the Spaniard warps into the channel that evening in order to make sure of her the next morning. Rackham, finding his case desperate, and hardly any possibility of escaping, resolved to attempt the following enterprise. The Spanish prize lying for better security close into the land, between the little island and the main, Rackham takes his crew into the boat with their pistols and cutlasses, rounds the little island, and falls aboard their prize silently in the dead of the night without being discovered, telling the Spaniards that were aboard of her that if they spoke a word or made the least noise they were dead men, and so became master of her. When this was done, he slipped her cable and drove out to sea. 
The Spanish man-of-war was so intent upon their expected prize that they minded nothing else, and as soon as day broke, made a furious fire upon the empty sloop. But it was not long before they were rightly apprised of the matter, and cursed themselves for fools to be bit out of a good rich prize, as she proved to be, and to have nothing but an old crazy hull in the room of her. Rackham and his crew had no occasion to be displeased at the exchange that enabled them to continue some time longer in a way of life that suited their depraved tempers. In August 1720 we find him at sea again, scouring the harbors and inlets of the north and west parts of Jamaica, where he took several small craft, which proved no great booty to the rovers, but they had but few men, and therefore they were obliged to run at low game till they could increase their company. In the beginning of September they took seven or eight fishing boats in Harbor Island, stole their nets and other tackle, and then went off the French part of Hispaniola, and landed and took cattle away, with two or three Frenchmen they found near the waterside, hunting of wild hogs in the evening. The Frenchmen came on board, whether by consent or compulsion, I can't say. They afterwards plundered two sloops, and returned to Jamaica, on the north coast of which island, near Porto Maria Bay, they took a schooner, Thomas Spenlow Master. It was then the 19th of October. The next day, Rackham, seeing a sloop in Dry Harbor Bay, he stood in and fired a gun. The men all ran ashore, and he took the sloop and lading, but when those ashore found them to be pirates, they hailed the sloop and let them know they were all willing to come aboard of them. Rackham's coasting the island in this manner proved fatal to him, for intelligence came to the governor of his expedition, by a canoa which he had surprised ashore in Ocho Bay, upon which a sloop was immediately fitted out, and sent round the island in quest of him, commanded by Captain Barnett, with a good number of hands. Rackham, rounding the island and drawing near the westernmost point, called Point Negro, saw a small petty auger, which at sight of the sloop run ashore and landed her men. When one of them hailed her, answer was made they were Englishmen, and desired the petty auger's men to come on board and drink a bowl of punch, which they were prevailed upon to do. Accordingly, the company came all aboard of the pirate, consisting of nine persons, in an ill hour. They were armed with muskets and cutlasses, but what was their real design by so doing I shall not take upon me to say. But they had no sooner laid down their arms and taken up their pipes, but Barnett's sloop, which was in pursuit of Rackham's, came in sight. The pirates, finding she stood directly towards her, feared the event, and weighed their anchor, which they but lately let go, and stood off. Captain Barnett gave them chase, and having the advantage of little breezes of wind which blew off the land, came up with her, and after a very small dispute, took her, and brought her into Port Royal in Jamaica. In about a fortnight after the prisoners were brought ashore, viz. November 16, 1720, a court of admiralty was held at St. Iago de la Vega, before which the following persons were convicted and sentence of death passed upon them by the President, Sir Nicholas Laws, viz. John Rackham, Captain, George Featherston, Master, Richard Corner, Quartermaster, John Davis, John Howell, Patrick Carty, Thomas Earle, James Dobbin, and Noah Harwood. The five first were executed the next day at Gallows Point, at the town of Port Royal, and the rest the day after at Kingston. Rackham, Feverston, and Corner were afterwards taken down and hanged up in chains, one at Plum Point, one at Bush Key, and the other at Gun Key. But what was very surprising was the conviction of the nine men that came aboard the sloop the same day she was taken. They were tried at an adjournment of the court on the 24th of January, 
waiting all that time, it is supposed, for evidence to prove the piratical intention of going aboard the said sloop. For it seems there was no act of piracy committed by them, after their coming on board, as appeared by the witnesses against them, who were two Frenchmen taken by Rackham, all from the island of Hispaniola, and deposed in the following manner. That the prisoners at the bar, these John Eaton, Edward Warner, Thomas Baker, Thomas Quick, John Cole, Benjamin Palmer, Walter Rouse, John Hanson, and John Howard, came aboard the pirate sloop at Negro Point, Rackham sending his canoe ashore for that purpose, that they brought guns and cutlasses on board with them, that when Captain Barnett chased them, some were drinking and others walking the deck, that there was a great gun and a small arm fired by the pirate sloop at Captain Barnett's sloop when he chased her, and that when Captain Barnett's sloop fired at Rackham's sloop, the prisoners at the bar went down under deck, that during the time Captain Barnett chased them, some of the prisoners at the bar, but which of them he could not tell, helped to row the sloop in order to escape from Barnett, that they all seemed to be consorted together. This was the substance of all that was evidenced against them. The prisoners answered in their defense that they had no witnesses, that they had bought a petty auger in order to go a-turtling, and being at Negril Point and just got ashore, they saw a sloop with a white pennant coming towards them, upon which they took their arms and hid themselves in the bushes, that one of them hailed the sloop who answered they were Englishmen and desired them to come on board and drink a bowl of punch, which they at first refused, but afterwards with much persuasion they went on board in the sloop's canoe and left their own petty auger at anchor, that they had been but a short time on board when Captain Barnett's sloop heaved in sight, that Rackham ordered them to help to weigh the sloop's anchor immediately, which they all refused, that Rackham used violent means to oblige them, and that when Captain Barnett came up with them they all readily and willingly submitted. When the prisoners were taken from the bar and the persons present being withdrawn, the court considered the prisoners' cases and the majority of the commissioners being of opinion that they were all guilty of the piracy and felony they were charged with, which was the going over with a piratical and felonious intent to John Rackham, etc., then notorious pirates, and by them known to be so, they all received sentence of death, which, everybody must allow, proved somewhat unlucky to the poor fellows. On the 17th of February, John Eaton, Thomas Quick, and Thomas Baker were executed at Gallows Point, at Port Royal and the next day John Cole, John Howard, and Benjamin Palmer were executed at Kingston. Whether the other three were executed afterwards or not, I never heard. Two other pirates were tried that belonged to Rackham's crew, and being convicted were brought up and asked if either of them had anything to say why sentence of death should not pass upon them, in like manner as had been done to all the rest. And both of them pleaded their bellies, being quick with child and prayed that execution might be stayed, whereupon the court passed sentence, as in cases of piracy, but ordered them back till a proper jury should be appointed to inquire into the matter. End of chapter 7, part 1